0: Welcome to the west chiropractic podcast dr jeremy andrews here doctor of chiropractic so this week we're going to be delving deeper into one of our back pain webinars so this is joined by a community of people who are suffering with back pain and today i'm going to run through main exercises of how to get yourself out of pain when you're struggling and also how you can keep yourself out of pain so how to strengthen the core how to keep everything tight around the base of the spine and make sure you can do those things that you love doing If you know anybody with back pain or is suffering with sciatica, please share this podcast with them. There's some great resources in there and I'll run through where you can find all the videos after this one as well. Thank you so much. Enjoy, sit back, relax. All right. Good evening, everybody. Dr. Jeremy here, West Chiropractic. Thank you so much for jumping on. Really appreciate it. I know Monday evening, uh, sorry, where are we? Wednesday evening, lockdown's got my brain fried. Yeah, so I really appreciate you guys coming on board. Um, usually we do these talks on a Monday evening. We do them at Taylor's Coffee Shop in West Byfleet. That is a shameless plug. Uh, I do not get paid for this, but it's great coffee there if you like coffee. Um, if you're not in the West Byfleet area, um, when you do come over, if you do come over and visit us, please make sure you go and get a nice coffee from there if you're enjoying your coffee. So really, really good. Um, but hopefully, you know, in a few months time, when we can get back up and running, we can do some, some more talks there. So um, I owe you guys a coffee. Sometimes we do a new patient orientation talk in the restaurant next door as well, Bellamico. So um, I owe you a pizza and a beer and a coffee. It's starting to get very expensive. Um, So as I said, I'm Dr. Jeremy. I'm going to be talking to you today about an alternative approach to managing chronic back pain. Um, So what we're going to talk about today is going to be some simple points we'll go through and some more, hopefully, some complex stuff that you haven't done before. So we'll talk about the number one mistake people are making when it comes to back pain management. We're gonna go over how to get out of back pain quickly, naturally and effectively without taking painkillers. Three main causes, the top secret when it comes to back pain management, and an alternative and safe option to treating long-term back pain issues. So I don't have all the answers, I'm afraid. With back pain, it is a chronic issue. Many people um, struggle with their backs long-term and they go around the block seeing various different practitioners, various different consultant surgeons, and everybody has an opinion. Everybody thinks theirs is better than the next person. Um, So I I can't tell you that I have the solution to your problems. What I do have is a, a lot of experience working with chronic back pain and discs with alignment issues and ensuring that we try a range of methods. To ensure that we get the best for our clients and for you guys on this webinar so hopefully there's gonna be some really good information that you will be able to get out of this so is it okay if i tell you a little bit more about myself don't jump at once it's okay um so i uh i'm obviously a chiropractor um i didn't know i wanted to be a chiropractor throughout my life um contrary to to most other chiropractors they've had a an experience whereby they've seen chiropractors from a young age and they essentially knew they were going to be a chiropractor the whole way along. I didn't. I essentially knew that uh, I enjoyed human biology. I enjoyed sport and I wanted to do something with that at university. So I went to Bristol. I studied anatomy, human musculoskeletal science. And it was after that that I went to enroll in chiropractic college down in Bournemouth at the ACC. So that's the European College of Chiropractic. I took four years and then I joined the, the largest provider of chiropractic and physiotherapy in the UK, that's HALSA. Um, so that was in New Malden where I spent four years there. And then um, two years ago, we started West Chiropractic in, in West Byfleet. So it's been, uh, it's been a great journey. Um, I've seen uh, a lot of cases, so, you know, 30,000 back, back pain patients, which has uh, broadened my horizons. It's been fantastic. And um, yeah, we've, we've learned a lot. So it's great. Hey, Clive, how you doing? Just see you on the chat there. Um, so, firstly, to make sure you get the most out of the talk, uh, we've got some interactive slides. There's going to be a couple of videos I go through as well. It's a little bit different than we do it in Taylor's in that we kind of get some of the audience up and we can show them how to do some of the exercises and some of the tips that we'll be going through. But obviously, you're going to have to just bear with me. I will send a, an email out afterwards with all the information on it so you can get all of that there. Uh, but any questions, just jump on. You can unmute yourselves. Um, also, types of stuff in the chat as well if you know where the chat is uh, at the bottom there. Uh, okay. So let me run through this. All right. So let's get going with the data first. Sorry to bore you with the boring stuff, but we need to understand where we're, where we're coming from. So, back pain is the, the single largest cause of disability in the UK. So, it's uh, it's huge. And I think often the time it gets overlooked. Um, you know, people just say, oh, you have a bad back, you're going to be off work for a little bit. And, um, you know, you said, go and patch it up, and that's fine. But it is a chronic, chronic issue. And I see, like I said, I've seen a lot of back pain patients, some with a niggling back pain that's gone on for many, many years, and some who are in serious, serious pain, acute pain, where they can't even walk up the stairs. So it ranges from from person to person. I think that's one of the main reasons why it's so difficult to treat is because it's just not not a one-size-fits-all. Referrals for spinal surgery, they increase year on year, and a growing number of patients are waiting longer than 18 weeks for referral to treatment. Reason for spinal surgery increasing – they don't want to do it, the spinal surgeons. They most of the spinal surgeons that I know will always try and delay spinal surgery for as long as possible. Reason being you roll the dice. Um some people say the same, some people get worse. So if we can do conservative treatment, to try and get the spine the spine back in a really good position, and that's going to help it long term. One of the most common spinal surgeries is a microdiscectomy. So that's where you just nip a little bit of the disc off at the base of the spine. It can cause relief, but it will cause long-term instability in the spine. You think the disc is like a, i'll go through this in a second but the disc is like a jam donut if you take a little bit of that out it's going to affect the other mechan- mechanics around the spine the bca that's the british chiropractic association they've been very lively the last few weeks um and very helpful as well in getting us all of our ppe gear in place so um if you have to come to the clinic uh, in the next few months i'll imagine we'll be there in our masks our plastic aprons and gloves keeping you all safe uh, as possible so um, they've been fantastic they do did, did a lot of research, and they suggested that in the UK, 65% of us now experience back or neck pain each month. Mad. So, why is it becoming more common? What's what's happening in the world, um, and particularly in the UK and in America? Is what, why are people getting more back pain? So, uh, we, the way we live, um, what we do with our lives. We, particularly in the southeast, we sit for too long we're behind computers, desks. We do a lot of driving. We do a lot of travelling, commuting. So we're constantly sitting position. Our bodies were never designed to be sitting. You look at the caveman, our ancestors. They were upright. They were hunter gatherers. They had huge back muscles, big glute muscles. The gluteal muscles are one of the biggest, and most powerful muscles in your body. So if you can get those working well, it secures the back. It gives a nice support and activation for the base of the spine. We sit on them all day long. They're floppy. They're relaxed. I'm not saying you got floppy bums, but they're floppy. They're relaxed. And we haven't got that activation, that security. To allow the back to function properly so this may be a familiar image so you can see here this is somebody walking along a uh, phone the degree the angles of, of their neck um, and it increases the weight going through the base of the neck not just going to cause neck pain or headaches but that head it can be up to the weight of a bowling ball even more and what's going to happen is going to put stress throughout the rest of the spine so iphones ipads really really common now we all use them i know i use them super effective but they're going to cause serious problems with spinal health postural health long term especially with kids kids have iphones and ipads now and we're starting to see the generation in the neck with young kids also there's a study of the day suggesting they, they monitored i think it was a group of teenagers exam level so it's 15 16 gcses and uh, they were examining the degeneration generation in their neck they're suggesting it's already phase one degeneration. What that means is already changing the shape of the bones already starting arthritic change which is just mad this one as well desks we all sit behind desks or most of us sit behind desks um the position on the right is how we should be even that sitting is not a good position for our spines to be in so we've got to do it but we've got to try and get the body in the best position left hand side you can see the mechanics through there the spine it's just going to alter everything put more stress through that area and the back pain is going to increase through there um, You guys see my slides okay? Just type in the chat there. Clive, you're saying you can't see the slides?
1: Yeah, I can't see them.
0: <clears throat>
1: oh, hold on, here we go. Now? No, not yet. I can see them, but I have to switch over to the uh, slide thing, rather than the one with your face on.
0: Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can see them. All right, uh, there you go. It, yeah, there you go. It's covered. up. That's good. You got it now? Yeah, all good. All right. Cheers, guys. Thanks, Clive. Thanks, Steve. Okay, so the other thing as well, we, we're more sedentary. Um, we're also, not necessarily in the UK, but definitely in the US, obesity rates are a lot more, so they're carrying more weight. Even 5 kilos, 10 kilos around the waist is going to put a lot more stress through the spine, and if you're trying to move with that, it's a huge amount going through, so really trying to make sure that's uh, not causing an issue, and also cause knee issues, Alignment issues through the hips and the and the feet as well if you carry more weight on that area. Okay, so this is the spine through here. So forgive me, this is a little biology lesson, this is what gets me excited, but um we need to understand what is going on with the spine first. So why is it so complicated? Why is there no gold standard when someone comes to see a general practitioner and says, Doc, I've had back pain, it's causing me an issue for the last six months, I don't know what to do. Why is it they write a prescription? Give you some paracetamol or some naproxen and they take you away and you come back another three months and say it's done nothing. You're onto the harder stuff, the amitriptyline, the gabapentin, uh, tramadol, and then it's a referral physio, NHS physio, do some exercises and it doesn't always work. GPs, NHS, absolutely fantastic at what they do. Long-term chronic back pain, they were never designed to give out long-term painkillers. Um, you know, some people what we see have been taking you know, amitriptyline, gabapentin for as long as 10 years or more. Never designed for that. Um, Unfortunately, they haven't got the right tools in place to be able to to cope with that demand. Emergency care, fantastic. If you, you know, if you blew a disc or if you did something where you you got knocked over and you hurt your spine, fantastic, patching you up long-term. We've got to be looking elsewhere um, to to, to help with that as well. So this is a spine. There needs to be three curves through the spine. In the neck, there's a nice C-shaped curve here. This is a thoracic region here, so thoracic is where your ribs come off, really important to protect the heart, the lungs, the liver, 12 of those vertebrae, and then the lower spine, lumbar spine, five lumbar vertebrae, and then you have the sacrum and the coccyx at the bottom is the tail. Pelvis, really important. Pelvis is the foundation for the rest of the spine. Any issues there will manifest further up or further down, knees, ankles, uh, foot issues as well, so so important we get all that right. This is a zoomed in segment of the spine. You can see we've got the disc, as I was saying earlier, those are the juicy jam donuts. We've got the vertebrae either side, these are the vertebral bones here. And then this is the nerve root. So the nerve root comes out of these holes. Very often the disc will bulge, the jam will start to pierce out the donut. It will press on the nerve roots. That will cause chronic back issues, often sciatica, with pain going down the legs. If the vertebrae misalign from slips, bumps, falls, chiropractors, we call this a subluxation. It's the fancy word for a misalignment that's essentially what we're looking for alignment through the spine, the joints throughout the body to get them in the best position to install, to restore natural movement. So how do we get rid of the pain? Well, before we tell you that, let me just tell you one of the biggest myths with back pain. That's probably not the bigger myth anymore because over the last five years, this has become very apparent in the eighties in the nineties or even early before that, if you had a back issue, you were told to go to bed for a week, bed rest, Get up, if it doesn't feel any better, back to bed for a couple of weeks. You may have heard that in the past. This is one of the biggest mistakes you can make with your spine. Reason being, it's such an integral structure that needs to be moved, needs to be mobilized. When it's mobilized, the muscles around it, they'll flex, they'll bend, they'll move into different positions, and it allows the blood, the vitamins, the oxygen to get to these areas. The discs and the areas around the spine don't have a good blood supply. So if you constrict that with inflammation and not moving, it's never going to heal itself long term so 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 important if you do have a back issue i know i've been there i've had back issues in the past i still have them now the last thing you want to do is get out of bed but the more you move the better it's going to become the more you can get actually moving get that blood moving through the spine get some motion through those muscles and those joints the the quicker it's going to recover um so how do we get ourselves out of pain well you see here, these are some braces, uh, the one on the left is, is, is familiar. The one on the right is something I get asked about every single day. That's more of a posture of a back brace. Let me talk about one on the left first. So the one on the left is a lower back brace. It's an SI joint brace, um, which I'll go through in a second. Um, essentially what it does is it holds everything in place. So it's like a corset women used to wear those, uh, back in the day, we can use them, uh, men can use them when we can use them and they will hold the muscles in position. They'll hold the joints in place and allow you to function better when you have a chronic back issue. The problem disclaimer right here is if you use this long term, it will switch off the vital deep abdominal muscles and pelvic floor that we need to secure our back naturally. You can't wear these braces all day long. So I would say just wear it when you're doing something like lifting, long car journey. Don't do it when you're walking around the house or you're lying on the sofa. So super super important. We don't become too reliant on these. One on the right, posture photo is these braces. <laughs> Everyone says, "Hey Jeremy, I've seen these things on Amazon or I've seen them on uh, you know on Facebook, suggesting that we can get our posture back in a good position." So with these, they do work. They are good. They don't cause necessarily a long term correction. They can cause a conscious effort to program the body to think, okay. Stretching pulls on the muscles and you need to get the body back in a good position. So pretty good. If you are desk based or driving long periods of time just to help retrain those muscles. Why is that important for the lower back? Well, you've seen from that iPhone caption, the one before, the more the shoulders round forward, the head rounds forward, the more it's going to put stress through that base of the spine. So they're quite good. They are uncomfortable though. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. And to be fair, I haven't found one that isn't uncomfortable. They're about, 20 30 quid, I think, for, a, for an entry-level one. So if you want to try it, I'd say go for it. But don't really be spending any more than that. Ice v heat. So ice v heat is super, super important. Um, with, a, with a chronic back issue, I would always, well, for any sort of back issue, I'd always say ice first. For a chronic back issue, it sometimes feels better if you have heat on it. I understand that. If there's inflammation in the body, when we put hot on hot, it's going to exacerbate the issue long term. inflammation is good because what inflammation does is it puts a load of interstitial fluid into the back. It makes it all solid. It makes the back go nice and tight and it holds everything in place. So these integral structures here, they don't get damaged. So the discs stay in place, the nerves don't get damaged and the bones don't move around. So it's very important we slowly bring out that inflammation. So the ice is great because it will slowly reduce that inflammation. It's not going to exacerbate anything. If you do want to use heat, I would always say use the heat. Have a hot bath or hot water bottle. No longer than ten minutes, straight away afterwards, put the ice on it. so get it feeling nice and loose and warm, then put the ice on afterwards for ten minutes. Ice therapy is great with 10 minutes on, ten minutes off, ten minutes on, ten minutes off. super important to use that. in terms of moving, so uh, let me just actually let me go through the pain meds first as well. So pain meds, what to use and when? Uh, we well, may have heard me say about a few that you may have got when you go to the GP so Top two typical ones that we see each day in the clinic are paracetamol and ibuprofen. People taking those. Ibuprofen at the moment, it's been advised you don't take it. It's it's called a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory, but it inflames the lungs. So for obvious reasons, we don't need inflammation in the lungs. Um, it's up to you if you use it. Paracetamol is an opioid. That is a painkiller. More hardcore medications will be prescribed over a longer period of time by, by docs. Um, they include tramadol, um, valium, diazepam, they're the same. Uh, amitriptyline gabapentin to help relieve pain now the problem I have with these painkillers is they are uh, like I said they're used for long-term chronic issues they should be designed for acute inflammation to get people out of pain get people moving and then once they're out of pain then we can get them doing some rehabilitative exercises or some therapy to help get their back in the best position long term so really important we don't use and abuse these I think they should only be used for for a max of two weeks But if you are going to use them, then uh, just take them with food as always to help protect the stomach. Natural anti-inflammatories, you may already know this, but omega-3. So omega-3 is found in oily fish such as salmon, mackerel, sardines, uh, kippers, if you're you're that way inclined. Uh, I mean, not so much. But omega-3 is a fantastic uh, anti-inflammatory drug. It works very similarly to ibuprofen, but it also doesn't damage the guts. So it's a really good way to do that. Uh, If you don't want to take fish, fish oils, uh, cytoplan.com is a great website where you can get some of those uh, entry-level supplements. It's like anything, you don't want to go out straight away and buy a Ferrari um, and spend 100 quid on omega-3 oils. You want to start off, see how it works for you, see how your body responds, and then go from there. So it's usually about 20, 20, 30 quid for a couple of months supply. Ginger as well, ginger, turmeric, they're great. You've got to take a lot of them though to have an anti-inflammatory effect. So I'd always say, you know the powders you know you get for spices and cooking it's not going to do much you need to have like some fresh root ginger and turmeric put that in a juicer or a smoothie whiz that up and you need to get some nice anti-inflammatory effects as well okay uh let me just pause this a second i'm just going to run you through some videos here uh, You guys see the screen, okay? This should be a, a YouTube clip. Assuming you guys can see the screen, the the YouTube clip now. Yeah? Just pop something in the chat. So, let me run you through this one. Uh, This is called a cat-camel stretch, okay? This is a really nice way to open up the spine. And what this is gonna do is it helps to floss the spine. So this is a really, really good position to be in if you've had an acute back spasm. You know, the ones I mean where you've bent over, you pick something up, we've done something silly at work, we've done a long drive, and the back just locks up. It's a really good way to start flossing the spine backwards and forwards. Super, super nice, super gentle. And the great thing about this exercise is that it's all in one plane of, of movement. So it's vertical to, um, to vertically from the head down to the tailbone. If you're doing twisting and rotation, but it's more stress to the spine, more stress to the discs, it's gonna exacerbate the issue. So really, really important you stay in one plane of movement. The other stretch you can do as well, if you sit back onto the heels, I'm not gonna do it here, but you can sit back onto the heels, Uh, It's called a child's pose. Uh, Where are we? Where are we? This is a really nice one as well. With that cat camel one, you want to do that for, you can do that for as long as you want, but at least for a minute. And so this one here, this is what I mean going forwards very gently. And you see I'm still in one plane of movement and then going back, sitting right back onto the heels. It causes flexion through the spine. And it opens up the vertebral joints so you see where the vertebral joints have the nerves coming out of them really important you floss those you think about flossing your teeth same thing we're just trying to floss the vertebral joints floss the nerves get those back in a much better position okay so these are called it's called a child's pose and the one where i'm going forwards this is like a i think it's a yoga pose an upward dog or something really important you don't jam the joints up when you're going all the way back so just take it nice and easy through there really nice and fluid and as you see in the caption on the bottom there, it's a really nice way to get out of bed in the morning. So really important to try that one. Um, good. Oh. So that's how to get out of pain. How do we stay out of pain? How do we make sure we don't have to use those ever again? So you're probably thinking, who's this funny looking chap here? Well, he's, uh, he's the godfather of biomechanic, uh, spine biomechanics a guy called Professor Stuart McGill. He is a Canadian professor and um, he's done incredible kind of research with professional athletes as well as high-level uh, rowers as well. He did most of his research on rowing. He was finding that he was working with all these Olympic rowers who were breaking down with back issues. And you think like rowing every single day, like day in, day out. Um, when they're doing the one-sided row, I'm not a rower, so I, I don't know what it's called, but where you just have one oar and you pull around to the side, so you're rotating through one side, loads of twisting, loads of tension, they have massive back muscles down one side of their spine, causing all sorts of biomechanical issues. So he watched them, he studied them for years and he has put together three of the best back exercises to increase core stability. So let me run you through these <laughs> and they're super, super simple. You know, you see people talking about Loads and loads of um, back exercises and back issues, but you watch these and you think, really? That's not even going to work. But trust me, the, the research is there. We use it every single day with our clients. And these are so simple, you can literally start with them tonight. So let me run you through this. Okay, so first one, this is called a curl up. This is the most easy of the ones. So you start, the reason I got one leg in the air, sorry, one leg uh, flexed, is because you don't want to cause rotation through the pelvis. The hands go underneath the spine and all you're doing is you're very, very, very gently, let's start that again, very, very gently, just lifting the shoulders up. You're not lifting the neck up. You're trying to lift the chest and the shoulders up, increasing the contraction of the spine at the base of the abdomen. So it's the lower abdominal muscles. These are deep, deep, deep abdominal muscles. So what they do is they run into the pelvic body. They run into the vertebral body and attach onto the discs to give more stability. So really, really good to hold everything in position there. With this, you want to work at around 10 reps, three sets, do it on a hard floor. If you're doing it on the bed or the sofa, you're not going to get the right contraction. It's not going to give you the feedback you need. Uh, next one. So there's three. This is the side plank. So the side plank as well. Maybe may be familiar with a, a normal plank. So with this, there's two, two ways to do it. First one is on the elbow, you see where I am here, I'll just pause it. On the elbow, feet, one, the top foot just in front of the bottom one, keeping the legs nice and straight, and you're just gonna try and push through the elbow, squeeze into the side on that left side there, and try and raise the hips up, keeping everything in one plane of movement. The next version is to go up, take the knees off, balance for five seconds, and then come back down. So let me run you through that again this guy is talking at the start he's a bit boring uh so up on the elbow one rep through here and you can start you can do five reps five to six reps is fine on each side you can get quite tired after that and that's the more advanced version so going right up see everything is one plane of movement here no rotation through the spine so my shoulder's not dipping down uh, my head's not coming forward just keeping it in one straight line all the way through you can just keep it on this one nice and easy nice and easy and then all the way up so five six on each side again three sets should be fine and then the final one from mcgill pro mcgill we call him so it's called a bird dog Again, adapted from a yoga pose so what you're trying to do is on all fours here and you see i'm hunching my back up what i'm trying to do is trying to find the middle ground of my spine i don't want to uh get strong in a bad position so i want to make sure that Everything is in what we call a neutral position with the pelvis and that's going to take all the pressure off the discs as well. So super important to do that. So I'm trying to go backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, and I'll find that middle ground. So you see how my back is flat from the top of my shoulders all the way through to my spine. If anything, there's probably a little bit too much curve in there. So I could have gone a little bit further the other way to work on this, obviously. And you're trying to tense up the tummy and tense up the glute muscles as well. Those are the bum muscles. And... You start off just using the arm. So when you're, when you're trying this for the first time, just use the arm, get used to the feeling of sucking the tummy button into the spine and squeezing the bum, keeping everything nice and stable. The arm should go out and should come back. You want to try five on each side and then repeat on the left side. Then what you do is you put the arms back down and then you start with the legs. So just go one leg back down, one leg back down. So do the left leg five times, do the right leg five times. The next step is what you're seeing here. So with this, We're using the right arm with the left leg. So what it does is it increases what's called the co-contraction of the opposite fascial muscles. Everything is connected. And you see me here, I'm actually going a bit too fast. So it needs to be super slow, super smooth, keeping everything in place. My bird dog is not the best to watch. Um, So what you want to try and imagine is when you're actually doing it, is that there is a bottle of water on your back or a cup of water in the small of your spine and it's upright and you can't let it fall off you can start by putting a tennis ball in the small of your spine and if the spine is rocking around too much that tennis ball is going to fall off so that gives you an idea that you've not got enough stability in that area so it's not about how many reps you do or how fast you do them it's literally about how slow the quality control of the rep through that area so even if you're doing two each side but they're good quality reps and everything is staying in place. The tennis ball stays in place. You haven't spilled a pint of beer on your back. You win it. Everybody is winning there. Just show you one more time. So, this is the hardest one of the lot the bird dog. And like I said, just start off with arms, then go to legs, and then do the full movement. All right. So, we've got one more to increase co-contraction and stability. So this is a really nice exercise Show you. This one called a dead bug. not sure why they're all animals, but um, this is a good one through here. Okay, so you're gonna be on your back like a dead bug and again, you want to find that middle ground through the spine, so tipping the hips forwards, tipping the hip back, hip back, is backwards, sucking the tummy button in as far as you can, and then making sure the back is flat against the, the floor, um, or if you're using a mat, use a mat. You can put your hands underneath the base of your spine to make sure you're increasing that core contraction And then very slowly, you're gonna lower one leg down to the floor. You see I'm just tipping my hips back and forwards, trying to find that middle ground. And then super slow, leg goes down. At that bottom point, the back is going to want to pop up. So it's going to want to arch all the way up. Don't let that happen. Keep squeezing the back, squeezing the back. And very slowly lowering that down and then coming back. Even if you get two each side, but you've done five seconds down, five seconds back up, that's loads better than someone just pedaling their bike, pedaling their bike, pedaling their bike. No point. Super easy. Nice and smooth. Nice and smooth. I'll put these on the email, guys, just so you got them. Okay. All right. Thanks, Professor McGill. You're always good to me. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, chiropractors. Why? Why are chiropractors good for back pain? Why are we any better than anybody else? Well, truth is, we're not. But we do spend a lot of time focusing purely on the spine. Number one question we get after the back brace question is what's the difference between a chiropractor and physiotherapist and an osteopath why don't you go and see the osteopath i've seen for the last 15 years and he can fix my back yeah i agree why wouldn't you because chiropractors they focus for five years on spinal anatomy they are the closest thing to, to spine specialists and they are trained to the highest extent on spine spinal complaints in a non-surgical non-drug way so if you've gone down that route already which most people do in terms of medications then it's not a bad place to turn what's the difference osteopaths they focus mainly on the circulatory system so they're trying to provide uh, a lot of blood oxygen vitamin minerals to the muscles theory being if you get the muscles in a good position everything else will function better if a muscle is out of position what's going to happen is that muscle attaches onto a bone if the bone is pulling the muscle out of place, you can massage that muscle, you can stretch that muscle all day long. but The problem's going to keep coming back unless we set the bone in position. Most common one we see is a, is a misalignment through the pelvis, usually putting pressure around either a hip flexor or a glute muscle or ITB. Massage the ITB, which is it's like tensile steel. If you've ever, if you've ever had a, an ITB, is the, the outside muscle on the leg going into the knee. It's a runner's knee or a cyclist's knee. It's a super tight muscle. You can spend an hour massaging that person can jump back up they can walk out the door and it'll be exactly the same as it was unless we correct the position of the pelvis that's one of the common ones we see as well um, physiotherapists they are fantastic at working on uh, muscles as well they do a lot of sports injuries they do obviously back pain as well but a similar sort of thing just work on the muscles unless we're actually correcting the alignment of the body as soon as you jump up and walk out the problem can keep coming back the Problem keeps going back I'm not saying every time but if there's a recurring issue where but you've been to see certain practitioners and the root cause of the issue is not being highlighted. So it's super important We find out exactly what that is. So <laughs> what we can do for you um, is to find that root cause of the issue, if you are interested, let me run you through this. So what we offer is an initial consultation. So with our initial consultation, it's not like you come in, you have a cup of coffee and we crack you about and see you in two weeks, off you go. We want to find out what's going on. Usually, as I said, most people have been around the block and they've seen loads of different people. So. Is there any harm in sitting down for 45 minutes, half an hour, have a coffee together and find out exactly what's going on? That's what we do, so long initial consultation, full spine analysis, posture analysis. Uh, We take posture photographs on the iPad, compare them, see how everything is moving with the pelvis and the shoulders, check how everything is aligned. Full spine check, x-rays we have on site, digital x-ray machine, we do movement study x-rays. So this really works really well with athletes or if you're like fit and active, you wanna stay fit and active, to see exactly how the spine is functioning, exactly how it's moving. So really important to use those. Uh, we then do a report of findings. So those top four, we do those in the first session. We put everything together. It takes a couple of hours. We get you back in that day or the day after. Show you what's going on. Tell you if we can help, how we can help, how long it's gonna take. And then we also do the first treatment on that first one. So there is a little offer tonight. Usually that's all 160 pounds. Um, for you guys I appreciate it's, uh, it's a lockdown Wednesday so there's much better things to be doing than listening to me drone on about back pain um, for four for three hours no it's not three hours I promise I'm nearly done uh, so a little offer for you guys um, I've only got this offer open for this evening just to be fair to everybody else that's coming into the connect tomorrow and booking appointments with us if you're on this webinar and you have an appointment upcoming uh, we'll obviously you can have this offer as well um, so we can you know about this so instead of 160 it's 30 pounds Covers you for everything. It's a webinar special. As I said, if you want to do it, I'll pop the link in the in the chat now, and I'll also send you an email afterwards as well for a link that you can book into. What it will have is, if I show you this here, uh, where are we? it will have like this. So you can see, this is the availability we have next week. Um, you can click on one of the links. Pop your details in. You just mentioned here was on the webinar. It was really, really good. And I really enjoyed your webinar. You don't say that. Uh, it was really boring. And um, I'm glad I had the espressos beforehand. That's why we go to Taylors, because they give coffee. Everyone's everyone's lively. Even better at Bellamico because there's booze. Everyone's a bit more lively at the end. I'm, I'm joking. Um, so pop your details in um, and then it'll take you through to a payment page. You can pay. Uh, it's 30 pounds you see on the side here. I've got to change that back tomorrow at 8 o'clock. So it's only gonna be open till 8 o'clock tomorrow morning just because we have people ringing in the moment who are paying full price, um, just to be fair to them. So this is a special offer for you guys. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time, uh, guys. Oh, let me just put that link in the chat for you just so you can copy and paste that. And any questions? Uh,
1: no, not from me.
0: All good. No, not for me, Jeremy. All good. Thank you. good. Perfect guys. Thank you so much. I've just popped that link in the chat there. So if you want to click on it, it will bring it up, but I'll send you an email now as well with all the exercises on it, all the content and with a link as well. um, And we can work from there.
1: Uh, I've just got one question uh, about social distancing. How's it going to work with social distancing? Um, Have you got any guidelines?
0: Yeah, great question. Um, So all the guidelines are, I'll send you an email with the guidelines on them. So what we're doing is we, uh, a policy whereby we're only allowing three people in the clinic at once. So we have one on my front desk, uh, she's on the front door, so she'll check you in. She will uh, give you some antibacterial gel or some um, sanitation gel to clean your hands, put gloves on, you put a mask on. All of our practitioners are following the HSC and UCA guidelines, so health and safety, and then the UCA is the United Chiropractic Association guidelines, which have allowed us to come back and practice. So we wear single-use polythene aprons, so we chuck those away after every single patient. We use um, latex-free nitrile gloves, and we also wear masks as well. So gloves are being changed every appointment. Um, Latex um, aprons are being changed every appointment. We deep clean the beds before and after every single patient. The treatment times they're also longer as well to allow for for deep cleaning um we ask that if you use a toilet you let us know so we can clean the toilet afterwards um and then we also have social distancing within the clinic as well so if you come to the clinic you'll see quite a long corridor so we have checkpoints where people can stand to make sure that they're two meters apart at all times with appointments rebooking they're usually done in the treatment room with the practitioner so you don't have to go to reception the only time you go to reception is if to pay if you're paying online, then. Yeah, it will limit the amount of time that you're in the clinic and we also have uh, online check-in as well so check in when you're in your car when you're parking up we can then say hey steve we're running early today that's great come on through um audrey's on the front door she'll give you your mask and gloves and then come through
1: okay and um it, it may sound a silly question but when you're you're doing whatever you do with gloves Does that impede how you get feedback from what you're feeling on the person's back or their muscles or anything?
0: Yeah, good question. Uh, I'd be lying if I said no, because obviously it is going to. For me, uh, I think my palpation is pretty good anyway. So I can feel what's going on. The fine motor stuff is is the reason we want to take x-rays most of the time to look under the hood so it means that you know if we are wearing gloves and the palpation isn't 100 then we can find out safely and effectively which areas we want to adjust anyway and we can co- we can correlate that with our palpation um the gloves they're very very thin um they are very strong so they're obviously not going to be in any in any jeopardy of ripping but uh, be, no. it is an extra layer between our fingers and, and, and the patient so you know unfortunately the gloves are going to be around for for a bit longer I think the aprons will probably be the first things to go, but it's not going to be for a few months. Uh, the masks are with us for a long time. The gloves are with us for a long time, so it's something we're going to have to get used to, and just um, one of those things. Um,
1: sorry, just one more question. Um, you wear the face mask, but do you wear the visor as well? We do have visors. Yeah,
0: we we do have visors. Um, it's not part of the the UCA guidelines, so we have no. them, trying them or wearing them. Um, and we've also been asking patients. So uh, we don't. It's not mandatory to wear those. But we have said to patients when they come in, "Would you like us to put the visor on?" Yes. No. We're more than well. We're more than happy to do whatever makes you feel super comfortable. So no, the only
1: question I ask
0: that is because
1: um, the uh, WHO have said that obviously the coronavirus can go in through the eyes as well as the, the nose and the mouth. Yeah. Um, so I was. Uh, it, it's more of your protection than our protection, presumably. Um, yeah. But I did. Um, but but obviously it makes it a bit more difficult. Uh, you know we're all in this uh, proactive times when everyone's very frightened about all these things, which I'm sure will we wear off over time. Yeah. Um, but you know it, it it's just an interesting question. Um, okay, well thank you very much for the uh, uh, for the thing. Uh, I think I sent a message that said, will the, the video of what you just described be uh, available? Because I missed some of the. The information about the foods that you were mentioning.
0: Yeah, of course, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to send you um, the recording. I'll send you all the information on here so you can see it afterwards. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, good luck to you. Uh, even if I don't decide to take it up, obviously you're being very proactive. You're very genuine and nice guy to uh, speak to. Um, and if my back problem pertains for more than two or three more weeks, then I'm sure I'll be in touch.
0: Thank you, guys. Cheers, Steve. Thank okay. you. Thanks very for- Thank much, guys. Have a nice Goodbye. evening. Thank you so yeah. much. So there we have it. Another weekly back pain webinar done. If you want to jump on one of these live, then let me know. We have a link to these. You can ask any questions you want to. And you can also bounce some ideas of other people who are suffering with similar situations with your back. It's a really, really lovely resource. It happens on a Wednesday, 7 o'clock, and it's live on Zoom with me, Dr. Jeremy. Now, if you like this podcast or you think some of the material would help somebody in your life, maybe a friend or a family member, then please share this with them. Please, please, please subscribe to the podcast and also leave us a review. Prefer the five star, that'd be fantastic. Um, Just to help us get out there and um, help more people with back pain and sciatica going forward. It's, It's a horrible, debilitating condition and we want to help as many people as possible. I'll pop all the notes in the show notes below. So the YouTube links... And also a link to our website where you can get in touch with me if you have any questions it's info at westchiropractic.co.uk have a great day see you on the next one